Hello and welcome, friends and enemies, to not quite another edition of RSF Radio. I'm your host, Joe Monday, and what you're about to listen to is a recording from about two weeks ago between the Offcast and myself. Uh, Offcast was kind enough to highlight our Street Fighter in a YouTube video, which the link will be shared in the notes. Go follow Offcast. There's some incredible content on that channel that you are missing out on if if it's not one of your the places where you go to check out some information because that dude is putting out good stuff week after week uh, and definitely deserves your support. Anyway, without further ado, here is our conversation slightly edited for time. Uh, a little bit over an hour, even though he edited down the video to 17 minutes. So there's a lot of, of information that was left out. Regardless, uh, here you go. Enjoy. too if after i ask the question like if you just kind of like repeat it that way it gives like context for your response right yeah that's like uh isn't that like when people need to pitch a product like response 101 of that you need to say the thing first and then yeah <laughs> and then reply so why do why do i need clorox handy wipes well i need clorox handy wipes because yeah if you were there like when did our street fighter start and uh kind of what was like the like what what was the goal with it aside from you know obviously just trying to gather the street fighter community all right so when did our street fighter start the story of our street fighter actually starts with our sf4 so bring this back like far before my time even bring this back to i want to say 2008 uh it was dr orpheus and some of his friends who i I didn't know them at the time because I wasn't around at the time. I only started about uh, six years ago. Uh, and it was him and Synaptic Impact, a.k.a. Soul. Uh, also, again, I only knew these guys from from Reddit, so I only knew their, their handles. Uh, and then about 2016, it was like early... I'm going to say early 2016 when we, we realized that Street Fighter V was coming out, we all decided, well, what do we do, right? Do we move to RSF5 and have a whole new sub and then try to moderate that? Or do we move to a more general, because what if Street Fighter V is bad? 
more on that later. <laughs> what if it's bad? Well, now we can still have a place for people to go that is, you can post anything there. Or if people want to play the old games, because all of the older subreddits of like the Street Fighter 3 subreddit is, or was at the time, pretty dead. So we were like, okay, let's give a place for those people too. Uh, so then in 2017-ish, uh, we started our Street Fighter. Uh, and at that time, Soul was now the, the head mod. And he was kind of, he was just one of those people who, you know, we see this cycle of people years, like in every four years or so, uh, he just kind of rotated out and he he didn't really have enough time to put into the sub anymore uh, and handed it off to me. So that's kind of when things, that's when, that's when things, I don't want to say, and that's when things changed. Cause it was more so of like, here's the keys and me being like, ah, uh, how the fuck do I wrangle all of these people who are really mad at Capcom mad at street fighter mad at their own communities for people not coming out and just a lot of finger pointing and blame going around and no one really in I ah, see I don't want to say that no one was really enjoying the games because there was still a huge amount of people who were enjoying the games so anyway kind of got to reel it back a little bit just for me and like where I came from was back in the street fighter 4 era uh I was writing character uh character guides basically I don't know character overviews maybe is is more appropriate uh because there there wasn't that kind of content on our SF4 so for every week I would take some some character clips and just kind of throw it all together on one page and say here's a here's like a character discussion like anyone else who mains the character go ahead uh, Soul noticed that and was like, hey, do you want to be a moderator? And I uh, probably stupidly at the time just said yes, because that's kind of like, I like to say yes to things, just see where it goes. And this just happens to roll up into where we are now. But I started that and then guy that went by the handle of Taco was like, hey, I want to run a like a weekly casual lobby for for the subreddit. And I was like, OK, I'm in. And we ran, it was big enough that we ran two lobbies. And then he was like, I can't do this week after week. And I was like, you know what, whatever, we'll just run, we'll run a tournament now. Uh, and then we started running tournaments and it just kind of rolled from there over into Street Fighter V. And you see a lot of people come and go and uh, we're kind of, we are right now. I guess kind of on a bit of a, a tangent going on, kind of like the reception with Street Fighter V. Um, so, I mean, you know, as well as anyone that the FGC can be easily skewed towards the negative. Um, so do you feel like the conversation around the games changed, uh, you know, with all the bad press and negativity around Street Fighter V and the community is a bit more apt to, to just kind of attack anything or... Is it just the FGC being the FGC? So when it comes to the community and the community's response to Street Fighter V, I kind of want to break that out into two separate categories. 
because there is this vocal set of the community that is community leaders, that's uh, people who are the spotlit, people who are like at tournaments and have have like won tournaments and have a bunch of uh, Twitter follow and a lot of influence, let's say. People with lots of influence who, especially at the time of when, when Street Fighter V came out around like 2016, is there's that that group of people but then there's also this other huge i would say larger group of people that don't follow any of that shit and just play it and enjoy it and and are having fun with it can i swear by the way uh yeah i'm not okay well you have to go back and bleep it out no i don't really i don't really care about that okay <laughs> all right uh and so because there are these two groups of people, it's it's almost as if whenever they overlap and they have a space to overlap, there's this weird aggression of people who have this message in their mind that they've that they've heard or what they think that they know. And they say, well, here's why you shouldn't like this thing. And then the person who's just like, I just bought this game. Why can't I enjoy you telling me I can't enjoy it? I can't. I'm just trying to enjoy this thing and it's really awkward because like how do you manage a platform that has both of those people and both of those are like supposedly equal parts of the community um and when street fighter 5 came out the response was it was weird right because leading up to it People were all excited and they were like, I'm, I'm done with Street Fighter 4. I'm done with Elena. I don't want to deal with this shit anymore. I'm going to do the new shit. And no wake up DPs because I'll crush count you. I love this system. And then the game came out and then a couple months later, people were like, there's really, this ain't it, huh? This isn't, because they're like, it doesn't feel like Street Fighter 4 anymore and started being hyper negative about it. And to this day the weird thing is what we're four almost five-ish years after its release initial release and i still have people coming around saying dropping to eight frames like unironically and saying eight frames input lag it's like well it's changed they've worked on it and but how do you explain the history of this thing to someone who obviously like doesn't care about it all that much and is that person's it, it's it's kind of awkward when that person's opinion is like right there right alongside people who are just like i'm excited for street fighter i like this franchise i like playing the game and i don't know it's it's been an awkward half a day de- it's been an awkward decade honestly but that might be a, a much longer story all right so i mean i guess going i guess going back on that where you have to toe the line of you know, what is actually probably the majority of the fan base, right? People who just love Street Fighter and just like the characters, like the series, um, and probably aren't going to tournaments and grinding it out, you know, four hours a day or whatever. Uh, having considered that, that you have the total line between the hardcore community and the casual audience, um, what do you feel like are some of the accomplishments that our Street Fighter has made? Or, or what do you think are some unique things on the Reddit that, that benefit uh, either one or the other or both, both of those audiences? So 
as to what street, our Street Fighter has to offer for both the casual and uh, competitive player is well specifically over the last over the course of Street Fighter V's Street Fighter V's life, uh, we've been running community feedback threads where we would take input from the community from everybody. So whatever anyone had to comment on, whatever anyone wanted to vote for, it was thrown into the thread. And then after we had collected all that data, we would have anyone and everyone who could vote on it, vote for it and say, this is what matters. And it would be like a weighted vote of here's what matters the most. So at the end of the voting period, we would have something that is, that's like a quantifiable here's what the majority of people think is bad about this product here's what we think could needs to be changed and we would forward that to our our contacts at capcom and they would say yes this is extremely helpful whenever we have our like weekly or monthly meetings with the with corporate with the corporate office uh and they would use that as sort sort of like a leverage as to like here's the here's where we can suggest the the game go or suggest where development goes. But again, it's like Capcom US talking to Capcom JP, and it's like that's that's been a bad relationship for for a long time. It's not this is not like a new thing to Street Fighter Five, uh, and maybe I shouldn't say that into a microphone <laughs> and, and disparage. Uh, the the people in the, but that's the also the weird thing is that that rotation of people who have worked at Capcom is I mean shit man it's been god how many contacts have we had over the last 10 years four five of people who would we would have outreach to and would be on the subreddit not necessarily acting as Capcom but anyway I'm kind of getting away from the thread though of that was always something that every it was like two twice a year ish. And we're about due for another one, uh, where we would run this poll and that kind of, it gave someone, it gave the community something to be like, here, this is, I have data on this. So it's not just people fabricating or thinking that something matters more or it could expose vocal minorities. Uh, and over time, surprise, surprise, the net code was always the thing that won out by a huge margin and it I mean it's still an issue today even after they've firmly gra- grasped the situation and I recognize that that's kind of a, a trash meme to throw out here but like we've been telling them for years and now that there has been that Altmore patch and then the fluffy sheep patch and all of that debacle that happened over the last god however many months that was uh I don't know. It's still bad, but, uh, in, in other terms of, of what our street fighter has done, uh, the community sponsorships are something that really, I've really been amazed by the people who just want to be involved in community, uh, and something that's just community based. something that I say a lot is that the, FGC takes care of their own and I fucking mean it when I say it because there's there's just a lot of people who like actually can't get out to events or wasn't thinking about traveling to an event who have benefited from the R Street Fighter uh, community sponsors and and it it's all it's all community driven too it was all people who voted 
people who to who we should sponsor and then from that they raised all they raised all the money like it was all through donations all through t-shirt sales uh and we've never missed a, a sponsorship it's been over over a dozen at least at this point i i lost track after after 10 uh 10 people from the community that we've sent out to to major events uh and at this point i don't it's this particular year is going to be weird because of events being canceled for the CPT. But I don't know, maybe we turn it into event sponsorship at this point. If there are events who need support, if they're not going to make their 2021 goals now, because we have to start planning ahead that far to make sure that there is an FGC in 2021 uh, or events that we like to have gone to in 2020 that haven't uh, had their space this year because of the the current outbreak um another thing that the that i'm like really proud of for the community is the i mean maybe i'm a little bit biased because i run it every week but the weekly tournaments uh it's an online tournament that people can anybody can come into uh any skill level all are welcome so we have we've had rookies enter we've had master like grandmaster all that from the top to the bottom and I've for as long as we've been running it for the last gosh six years now every week for the last six years I can't remember I can only remember maybe three times people have ever complained about having a bad experience over the last six years for this online tournament and every time that it happened we changed how we ran things to make sure that those instances don't happen anymore. Um, and because we have that now, and I actually kind of want to give a shout out to all the people who have run the, uh, run the round Robin tournament, which is a, a tournament that runs outside of the double elimination tournament that we run. So on Mondays we run two tournaments, uh, the double elimination for the East coast and the round Robin. And that's because when you go to your actual local, you don't just compete in the tournament and then leave. You go and you play casual matches. You just get in as many matches as you can, because that's what you're, that's what you're fucking there for. So for all of the, the organizers who have helped out with the round Robin, it's like, Slugbug, No Remy, uh, Ragmuffin, all those people who have helped out with that and continue to do a great job in supporting that. It's like, there's a part of that that feels kind of like a tight community at that point. And I don't know, it, it, I've met so many good players over the last couple of years. And anytime I go to an event, I make sure to that they are also at, I'm sure to be right behind them, cheering them on because there's... I mean, they're not from my, my local, but they're it's like, they're from my local, you know, like I've got, it's like my local is in Utah. It's in Baltimore. It's in Boston, it's all these places, but I don't know. I'm really proud that we've come together in just enjoying the games. So on, uh, I guess kind of, uh, going a bit on that, um, you know, like you said, people, you're running the locals, people are trying to play. It's for all people, different skill levels. Um, now, information's everywhere now, right? So, like, you know, 10 years ago in 2009, um, you know, there was really, like, there's Shoryuken, and then there were some IRC channels. 
Mm-hmm. And now we have YouTube, Twitter, tech, Discord, Reddit, everything like that. So the information on how to learn to play, you know, like, you know, whereas there was one guide for a character written somewhere, right? Now there's multiple and bread and butter combos. Like there's so much more information now. So given that, do you feel like it's easier or harder for someone to learn how to play fighting games these days? To the, Can I actually get back to this question? Okay. Uh, I know this might be like throwing, throwing you off a little bit, but you asked a question earlier about the, and I don't know if I answered it appropriately, but the, uh, the goals of our street fighter and what, what those touchstones are, uh, because to, to me, we actually put out a, like a statement to the community at the, the start of our street fighter that we had five goals, uh, to harbor community, uh, highlight community effort, uh, making our street fighter a place for fans to celebrate the franchise, uh, have honest efforts towards in-game correctness, which is actually like a problem that we had in street fighter four where like, or in RSF four where people would come in with the correct answer, get downvoted by some idiot. And then like a wall of text explaining poorly of why that correct person was wrong. Anyway, that was a nightmare. We're kind of done with that. Uh, and then, uh, five would be that it should be fun. And I like to think that we've gone after all of those goals and mostly attained that. If Again, if like if I'm wrong and you out there are listening to this, uh, contact me directly or just call me out on this shit because I want, I want that stuff to matter and have something for the... Like that be what the community looks for, tries to be in terms of an online community. Anyway... To your other question, though, unless you want to spin off of that. Um, so I guess kind of expanding on that, maybe a little bit like you mentioned with RSF4, like, um, you know, that there's there's a, a few... Let me try and do this in a way that doesn't trash on old stuff. Uh, so there's... there's, there's no, been go ahead. Fighting, <laughs> dunk on old stuff. Because, like, like, it's... That's part of it. Like, I'm I'm going to dunk on old stuff. <laughs> I think that some yeah. of this stuff was bad. Uh, um, technically. Well, because... I think some so, of the people so, were bad. <laughs> so there's obviously been old... There's other Reddits that people go to for fighting games, and then there's also the old ways of going to fighting games and learning about it, which is like Shoryuken and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and even just the general websites, like there was iPlayWinner, there's Event Hubs. Um, I guess, what do you feel like? How do you feel like those sites are, you know, either limited or what things do you think having like a subreddit can improve on that those those sites couldn't do? versus either the old ones or even the current methods of like Facebook groups and Discord groups and stuff like that. So with the way that information is currently being shared, you have you have so much information stowed away on Discords, character-specific Discords. That seems to be how the community is meted out. Like, here's where we keep the specific stuff. And in that, there's there's two issues with that. Of one, the moderation for those discords is out the fucking window. Like a lot of the times that you're not guaranteed to have a good positive experience with that particular group of people or it being run by people who understand how to manage a community of people. And then you also have the archiving issue of discord is a 
it's a trash service for archiving information. You actually have a third problem in that Discord is not accessible to blind people, which I know is a specific thing to complain about, but there are blind players or vision impaired players within the community that I feel like we're we're not doing a service to by keeping all of that information hoarded in Discord servers, which they they legitimately have no access to. They can access Twitter, they can access uh, subreddits, all that stuff is openly available to them, but specifically the way that Discord works, that the readers don't work for them. Anyway, and so that's that's where we're at right now, and and to kind of go into like Twitter though, it's it's even more difficult, right? Because specifically with Twitter, that's a, that's also an archiving nightmare. Of someone posts a a quick little snippet to to Twitter, it's good for them, it's great for them. They get all of these metrics to to promote whatever they have going on, whatever they have doing, and I like I like that a lot. Like there's a part of me that says, yes, like go, go get paid because ain't no fucking money in the FGC. So do whatever you can to get ahead. But at the same time, it's a, it's a nightmare for anyone who is coming to something new and seeing, oh, well this, uh, like when you come into, uh, it's just a huge problem for someone who is new to any new fighting game. Well, not, not specifically new fighting game, but like a fighting game that's been out for a while, like Street Fighter V, where things have changed over the years, right? This was a problem that was with SRK of the top post in that character-specific thread was the stuff, what came out day one, and if the person updated it with, you know, <laughs> as the game changed, as iterations of the game came out, like there were still some people who were like, oh, that's, that's still... That's minus two on block still. It's like, wait, no, actually, uh, two years later, it's it's not anymore. So this isn't true, or or this move was changed by a frame, so this safe jump doesn't work anymore. Uh, but then, how do you find that? Where do you find that? And like, if it wasn't kept up to date by the person who made that thread, then it was like, you know, when you give too much information to someone who doesn't necessarily or knows enough to get themselves into trouble. That's kind of what the fighting game community has been and kind of is still today in that there's enough information out there, but like, how do I know it's the current stuff? How do I know what's fresh? And the thing that the way that we've like, quote unquote, solved this issue, (laughs) our subreddit actually kind of solves this issue. The problem is that there aren't enough people taking advantage of it and using it to archive their own shit. So let's take that person who's using Twitter, right? And promoting their own hashtag brand is that they made their their video, they made their clip or whatever, and it goes to their YouTube channel, whatever the fuck. All they would need to do is then post that to our Street Fighter, then name it something appropriate, like has the character name, could have your name in it, and then that's really all you would need just the character's name and tag it with the the guide lab work flare because on our street fighter we actually have a button in the top right corner that you can press that's just like here's your text search you hit that text search you enter the character name and then sort by new so now you know that the newest tech that is available that you can see is that's the latest shit for that character 
but that's if people always follow that. And we'll go back and and retag stuff that wasn't appropriately flared to make sure that it is searchable. But that's kind of what, or at least how I see it, that our Street Fighter can fix that issue of archiving the current ways that most people are trying to get information out there. It's not a perfect solution, obviously, because you're going to have this hyper-specific tech and then actually like the meat of the information that people are looking for might be several pages away from where they need to be. Upkeeping a wiki could help with that, but again, that's like a that's a man hour issue that doesn't like doesn't pay out. And I mean pay out in the ways that doing the write ups on your own or having somewhere to keep that can can pay out for someone personally, because like that shit can happen. Look at Baphael. Like, dude makes a bunch of tech videos for each character. Got I don't know necessarily know what his pay situation was like at SRK, but they basically sponsored him to make all of those character videos. So, so like something something happened there, and he he kept those up to date, even with all of the changes. So it's like good like good for him. He doesn't need to, like wh- why would he spend time making something for someone else when he could just make it for himself? Like I have like there's there's no shame in that, and he should do that. But also how do you make that available to someone who comes in today, which happened Two people came in today, the subreddit today who were like, this is my first time trying to pick up a game. Where do I go? And it's like, how do you tell them to find that? Our, our solution is that we, <laughs> we have an auto response that gives them all of these specific links. That's like, here's starting out. Here's where you have to go. But also the issue is that someone would need to openly say hey this is my first time trying to get into fighting games and then here you go welcome like a basic welcome post because again that's like the harboring community we don't just delete that post because if you delete that post there's the issue like I can understand the argument of if you delete someone like I'm new here and then a mod comes down and hammers that of them being like oh I'm not welcome here versus having an auto response and then just downvoting the thread because they got what they wanted. They got what they came for. And it also opened up to, well, here's like the discords you want to hop in, go to like new challenger discord. They'll help you out and specifically help you find the information. Uh, but again, that goes back to like disc, like here's the, here's like all the guides that you could read. Here's like up to date videos. And all of that is, is in our automated post. I brought up new challenger because something that I feel like is, like the key thing here in fighting games that has always been true about players who are actively trying to improve in fighting games is that it's a two player experience. It, I don't know why that like seems that might like seem crazy to people just to say that it's a very simple fucking thing to say, but like you need that other person there, which is why in Street Fighter Five, because there's no in-game chat, in-game communication, no way to talk to someone else. Yes, there's no trash talk, but also there's no way to to really get people together. No way to to have that player-to-player interaction of we're having a conversation now, be it in the in the game, we're actually having a conversation because you need someone to tell you, hey, I just did a safe jump. You need to hold that. Now they know it. 
versus I got blown up by someone. I have, I have no idea. Or me saying, you have to block the other side on that. And they go, oh, of course, I've learned something. Or, hey, don't press buttons here. It's like, that's, you learn so much faster when you have someone there with you, which is like what New Challenger does a lot of the time. They have like live coaching sessions and, and stuff like that, which is super important for players getting into and learning fighting games is that, again, it's not a one player I'm here by myself trying to learn. There are things that you you have to do on your own. That's I don't want to throw that out as well because it's like you have to practice on your own You because you're going to play that person. They're going to say, hey, uh, le- like learn how to do a combo. Learn a punish combo. You don't know any combos. And then you go back to the lab. You learn your combos. You do your one-player stuff. But then you actually come back to play the game with the other person because that's, that's how fucking fighting games work. So it's it's so it's weird right because there are ways that things are easier and ways that things are harder for new players that it's not it's a comp it's a complicated it's a complicated thing to answer man so i feel like I'm, that, I'm going, i feel like i'm going on like long rants is this okay is this no no, no <laughs> because you kind of answered like three questions in one right there um okay so so given that you know um as time goes on and especially with with the games that'll be coming soon and and just the way things are working like as much as we as much as we say go to your locals and support your local community um as more and more people are gonna are gonna be coming online right Mm -hmm. um so i guess like so i guess part one was how would you convince that younger generation to go to offline events like how do you sell them to that um and then part two is given the inevitability of that everyone's going to want to just prefer to play online especially now (laughs) uh yeah man that's that's a whole fucking can of worms of like things being more online focused because being in a large group of people might be bad for your health uh and the health of your nation uh but also online being a trash experience for the most part uh fuck man uh it's like the one thing of like running running the online tournament for as long as i have is that i've seen so much maybe not so much money but so many major companies fuck up online tournaments so royally that it almost tells me that they don't one understand the product that they have to understand like the the people who are trying to compete in a tournament uh in an online environment or like like any of that it's it's like every time there's a new online tournament it's the first time someone's run it even though we've been like they have been doing it for years it blows my fucking mind uh, and I can get really fucking heated about that. But anyway, I've gotten ahead of myself. Uh, how do I feel that to encourage people to go to their locals or, or find their locals is that you actually have to get into the mindset of someone who is coming new to a fighting game. Let's say this person's in high school. Fuck it, let's just, let's go with that. Someone who's young and how does that person even engage with a community? Well, they'll fucking Google it. They'll go to internet.com and they'll say Street Fighter V guide, right? Or whatever game guide. 
And hopefully wherever that guide is posted, there's also other links as well. And they're, they should be like big fucking thing and on our street fighter. There's, well, I'm trying to count it now. One, there's at least two big buttons on our street fighter that can lead you to find the local. Uh, and one kind of other big button that can sometimes temporarily show local tournaments being run by anyone who is streaming their tournament, but that's kind of a, a side thing. Anyway, two big buttons, and at least on our street for in the wiki, there's there's currently how many? One, two, three, four, five, five different uh, databases of locals, which I say that there's five, but also how do I know that any of them are kept up to date? One of them I know hasn't been kept up to date for two years. I keep it up there because there are still things that there's still interest in, in those areas. Right. And if something did exist at a time, there's a chance that there are enough people to start something again, at least to get someone thinking that they're not alone in whatever area they're from Nantucket. Who cares? Uh, the other one, the other major one that I know is up to date that I think a lot of people should be promoting more than they do promote. Uh, but that's top tier, top tier dot GG. And what they've done is effectively what we tried to do with the local fighters network, which Oh fuck. Now I have to explain what the local fighters network was. Uh, this was an idea that the subreddit had that we had uh, a couple years ago at this point, uh, that we're actually like continuing to work on, uh, We'll get something more final here in what might be pretty soon. Uh, our de- our developer on it, Mellow Digital, he has like kind of come back around on the project, and it might turn into something really useful. And what it will do is any community that runs a tournament, regardless of whatever bracket service that they use, which is important to us because why would we make something just for one bracket service when there's so many useful ones organizers will be like oh you just need to use smash gg but then anyone who's ever used that from a player side will be like why are we using smash gg this is a terrible terrible website the mobile app doesn't work why would (laughs) there is no app by the way it's just anyway it's smash gg is great but it's trash uh anyway uh is that you would get people to say here's my local here's the here's our tournament page uh, and it would be able to pull API from those sites, whatever, challenge, smash, whatever, uh, and basically have a global ranking system based on that, which would then kind of do away with, with majors because that's not really what we would want to focus on. We would want to focus on like, here's the locals because if there was a local that weekend and the results were posted that weekend, then you know they're meeting up that weekend, so you know it's current. It Because of the information that would be pulling in, you would see, oh, this is obviously up to date because they submitted, well, they didn't submit scores, but scores were pulled from their service uh, two days ago, so I can find them and be on their page and be able to hopefully find where they're located. The issue that we have 
is that the only website that's keeping all of that information really in one place and up to date right now is toptier.gg, which is a great website. Like I, I love everything they do. I'm super behind. I will, I will push them for as, as long as they'll be around. Uh, hopefully they're getting enough traffic to stay alive, I, I guess. Cause that's like the other end of this, like if SRK kind of going under, uh, it's, I'm not like going under, but you kind of know what I mean of like, it's, it's not what it used to be. Right. They kind of ran out of funding for the things, the services that they used to provide. Like our, our calendar in on the front page of our street fighter was linked to their events calendar. But when they could no longer pay the person who worked there, who on the side updated this calendar, we had to find a new way to fix our fucking calendar because it was linked to their stuff. Anyway, Oh, man, it, it, it gets me salty, right? Because it's like, I've seen this project, this specific project, and this is why I hope Top Tier sticks around, because I've seen this project start like every three years. There's like a new person who's trying to do this collection of data, and then a whole bunch of comedians are like, oh yeah, we're in there, and then they fucking forget about it. Because like, why would they think to remember, oh yeah, I submitted my thing to to this, oh, take me off this list because we don't meet up here anymore, or, or whatever, right? Or this isn't our contact anymore, or the person graduated, so they're not even in this state anymore, now it's this person, uh, because a lot of these communities are college-based, so like there's that whole thought. That's why you kind of get that two to three ish year turnover because that's just roughly the time when people find their community and then leave because college, you know, or whatever. But so to answer the, the question though, of how do we encourage people to find their locals is that we just try to make it as available as possible because it's, there's there's nowhere for everyone to go. There's no one place where all of the data is kept up to date. It's not like, to kind of go back to the LFN idea, the Local Fighters Network idea, is that I've been looking towards and telling people to look at, uh, are you familiar with Max Preps at all? Anyway. Uh, no, 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 I'm, I'm, I'm not. <laughs> so Max Preps is a, it's basically what all of the high schools across America submit their their results too. So like you have a basketball game, right? Yeah. People keeping track of the stats. They then send that into max preps and they keep that on a list. And each, each high school has their own page and has like a list of the, the players and list of the stats. And that's for everybody like nationwide. Like you can just go and look at it. So like recruiters can go and look at that information and see, Oh, like this, this high school is doing very well. And this player is scoring all the fucking points. Uh, and they even like get into like the, I think they have like stats on chess. So like they've got chess stats. They might get into fighting games, but there needs to be more fighting games in, in high schools. That's kind of another conversation, but I mean, fuck it. If they did, they've got CBS money. So like, they might be the people to actually make it happen. But again, more high schools would need to have FGCs or fighting, fighting game clubs, the C's for clubs in that, in that, uh, initialization. Uh, anyway, but what they like, what if 
we created something similar to Max Preps would be here's your local, here's its page, here are the players, and it just pulls this data from whatever you submit every every week or so. And having that information would be useful for sponsors, it would be useful for other players, it would be useful for people who are trying to find find their locals because it's like, oh, I'm in Arkansas. What's here? Oh, this tournament's here. I'll just here are the here are the players who are here. So I'll here's their stream so I can get to watch it and see them play first before I even think about going. Just making that stuff more available is is so key to encouraging players to get out there and get involved in the community. The issue is just again, there's no there's no one place for everything because there's also not enough money being put into here's where people can go to to find their stuff because it's otherwise based on practically volunteer uh, fuck it's volunteer work honestly all the way around. But if we can get that CBS money, <laughs> maybe there's something there. But I don't know about that. So I guess then. Kind of, kind of going back then a little bit to, you know, when we were talking about like the, you know, the the weekly online local. Um, what what do you feel like? You mentioned that you know, um, one's double elimination, one's round robin. Um, is there any other things that you feel are unique to that, to the online experience that you guys provide? Well, my dog's about to bark. No, you good? Cool. All right. <laughs> Sorry, he got all excited like he was going to bark, but then he didn't. He's a very cute dog, but he's sometimes an asshole. Anyway, uh, so what does our Street Fighter have with the online local that we don't see anyone else doing or any other community doing? Uh, which is not entirely true. There are other online tournaments that are fucking killing it, like Ronin Rumble. Uh, Jeff is doing a phenomenal job with that. Uh, like A4 Arena has been around for years, right? It's there's there's other tournaments out there. I don't want to say that like we stand alone as a fucking monolith here because that's not true, but we have been consistent in that it is every week. It's it's big. It's been the big. The weird thing is that we've had <laughs> we fluctuated from roughly eighty to thirty two players for the last six years and I mean that of like even six years ago we would get 80 players versus and it would kind of go up and down with how people were vibing with the game people are are hot for Street Fighter 5 or very hot for Street Fighter 5 right now so we're we're pumping we're pumping through numbers right now Uh, and tournaments are getting not longer though because we kind of have a system that gets people through the online experience very quickly, uh, which is something that I feel like is very unique to our Street Fighter. So, how do I really describe what makes it a better experience? Because it's it's focused on the players. Player experience is the is our number one goal. Uh, then. Uh, viewer experience and then making sure that we have well maybe viewer experience community is a two and three because you know we keep that discord open which 
is is a place where people can find opponents, right? You know if you played a good Yurian or played a good Alex that you can match up with them later sometime that week and, and find them again because they were in that Discord. Anyway, we've kind of just perfected... I don't want to say perfected because there's, again, always room for improvement, but we've gotten really good at making sure that players know where to find their next match, know who, know how to report their matches, know just arming all of the players with enough knowledge to basically run it themselves with very little input on a TO side, which you would think is a problem of scale, but it doesn't actually turn out to be that way. Like I like to think of it as you have one TO for every 32 players. I think that that is appropriate because then with 30, 32 players, you can you can see a, a bracket there. And if there's an issue in, in a match, one person can very quickly address that. And it doesn't hold up a whole tournament experience, right? With huge tournament, big tournaments where they're forcing everyone to submit like here's our match video proving that we that I won to even re- end up reporting a score like well that takes that takes so long for one person to say oh yes I confirm this next match because if they just report it themselves there's like the whole backwards thing that I keep thinking of is that like the way that some other people run tournaments is that why wouldn't you just let like, I get why you wouldn't let players submit their own scores, but, like, and then check if there's a problem, right? Of, if someone says, well, I I won this match, well, then you check it, because people are going to be honest most of the time. Because you wouldn't, it would be the same as, like, someone at a, at a local, or, or, or whatever, and the, whoever is running the bracket is like, hey, who won that match? And the person who lost goes, I won that match, 2-0 everybody fucking knows that that's not what happened. And the other person who won certainly knows that and they're going to be vocal about it. So like trying to like fool a, a bracket that way is, is nonsense. And then you also have, you draw it back to that person of that. If that person's trying to act a fool, then like the community corrects that person as a problem. Like we, we don't deal with people like that. We've proven that over the years. Like if you, if you're a fucking asshole, you're not welcome. And, and because everything is so tied to, oh man, I kind of have to reel this back a little bit. The way that the, the online local works is that all of the names have to match, right? So it's, it's very easy to find, here's the CFN, here's their on, on discord, here's them on, in the bracket. It's all the same name has to be this person, like easy to pinpoint people. So, like, that said, it's so easy to weed out bad people. And then those people aren't invited anymore or they're just plain kicked out because that's what you would do if you ran an actual local. You know, if someone keeps throwing a wrench into the mix, you'd go, well, get the fuck out of here. Uh, anyway, I, again, I'm... Oh, man, I keep going. <laughs> this is like a whole other side street to the to the conversation. Anyway... Again, what makes the R Street Fighter Online Local special is that it is community. It's it's people enjoying the game, which I think is, I, I don't know, the FGC forgets that pretty often, is that we just want to have fun playing games. And like outside of 
of Twitter outside of uh, influential people in the scene trashing the things that they don't like and making people feel bad for liking what was was more or less a, a trash product, which is now Championship Edition. Champion Edition is is pretty good right now. It's in a pretty good spot, but like we should just enjoy it. And it's it's fucking silly that we just for we turn it into this whole like serious business and and you got to be on that grind out for yourself. Sure, sure, but like we just have fun. And there's there's something to that to have a competitive have a competitive place where people can go to actually compete, but then just have fun. Because again, I we haven't really heard. I've heard. I can remember having three complaints in the last six years, and I don't know. I think that's something worth worth going after. Okay, so I guess then for wrapping up this portion. So, like you said. You know, FGC is supposed to be fun. We're supposed to be enjoying this stuff. So, um, and you know, hopefully people will check out our our Street Fighter after this. But do you do you feel like there's any other things that people are like content or stuff that people are maybe overlooking or should check out? It doesn't need to necessarily be for you know how to learn the game. It can be just for anyone just trying to enjoy Street Fighter in the fighting game community. Uh, yeah, I do. Um. I think in terms of fighting game content, let's kind of break it out, right? Because there's video content. I actually think there should be, I think you should have a lot more views. You deserve a lot more views because your content, uh, not to like, and you, you're probably going to cut this from the episode because. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) But I think your content needs more views because it is, it also exists outside of the fighting game community. Like, it's not so laser specific to just fighting games where it can be applicable to anyone who wants to run like a, a good stream or have good equipment or whatever. You make it very easy for people to access that information and you keep it, your videos nice and short or you do all the good YouTube stuff. People should follow your content. If you don't, if you don't produce that segment, I'll clip that segment okay, <laughs> and share <sure>. that. <laughs> In response, I'll make a response video. Anyway, uh, I think that Hold Back to Block does a great job there because that's something that fighting game history, at least to me, uh, history in general is something that interests me, uh, specifically getting historical information from people who were who were there at the time, uh, getting that firsthand historical documentation and hold black hold back to block does a great job they don't necessarily get huge views uh but their patreon's doing good so i don't know that i like hold back to block uh, i think brian f does a, a bang up job and has been for years uh like his tutorial video it's very funny to me whenever i see someone post like here's this like new balrog tech and brian's like or i mean i'm like yeah brian posted this video like three years ago this is like day one Brian F stuff. Were you not there? But again, they weren't there. They would have no idea of finding that information. That kind of goes back to how easy it is to get into to fighting games for new players. That's kind of, uh, as an aside, it's actually very silly to me that like, if I feel like every couple months you could post the exact same tech, exact same, like I could post the same 
I could just go back and repost old Geef Gym's lessons and people would be like, oh man, I never knew this. Because it's new to someone at that time. Like, they'll just be amazed by like a, like an empty, like an OS, like a, like a buffering, like crouch medium kick into Hadoka. They'll be like, oh, I didn't know. Or like a negative edge input. They're like, I had no idea you could do that. And it's like, well, this shit has been known for literally 30 years. So like, Maybe not literally 30 years because Street Fighter 1 didn't have any of this shit. Anyway, not necessarily important. But, like, I'm sure I could reference an old James Chen game fact written from fucking 25 years ago, right? And it would have the exact same information just packaged differently by someone else that people will continue to be amazed by. Anyway, so that's kind of why, like, new learning information, to at least to me, from my end, is kind of stale because it exists. It's out there. Like, you can just point to it. Anyway, uh, it's kind of sad to me to see, like, Alex Myers and Vicious, their Run It Back series, kind of uh, maybe fizzle out and not get as much. Because, again, getting back to enjoying the game, they were enjoying the game, like, in a live setting and, and talking with people as they play and we're having fun. And it's just... It's nice to see people have some fun. Skilled players have fun. Uh, I think that High Fight could get more views in his video content. I think he does a great job with everything that he does outside of just clipping tournament stuff. Uh, like anytime he breaks down a, a match, he gets so highly specific. I love that stuff. Uh, which there really is not a lot of people getting into the details of spacing, match history, like uh, information a player must know or would be making a read based off of uh something that we actually used to see i might reference an old one i don't know if you knew this person uh but back in the day uh back in the day young youtube let's say uh video editor uh went by jay rego ever hear of jay rego and his his tech videos uh maybe not necessarily tech videos but he would break down matches of here's the specific spacing and like the music was dope as fuck and just the editing was so slick and every time that I think of what people are not doing for the current batch of all fighting games I think back to Jay Rigo and I think man there's no one making content like this of just like it's entertaining I like watching it it is visually pleasing it is audibly audibly pleasing and I'm learning some like really high end stuff that no one's really covering uh, there's also not a whole lot of cr like crossover content which I think people can really benefit from as a creator uh, something that Anzo Gonzo brought up on RSF Radio the R Street Fighter podcast was that we have more interests than just Street Fighter. Kind of going back to other video content would be like Desk, right? He makes these wacky combo videos, but what's important to that is that he ties it to his own music and then kind of creates his own little ecosystem of, hey, if you like the cool music, like here is my stuff. You can go into that history and, and dig it up. I have a whole bunch of music and he's interested in music and that's super fucking rad. And he probably has his own fans from like, that only listen to his music who don't know that he does the fighting game stuff. And it's, it's cool crossover content like that because the people who like fighting games are more complex than, than just liking fighting games. That's all of us We're we're not all so laser focused. We have other 
interests. Um, in terms of streaming content, uh, I don't know. There's like there's like thousands of of local streams that just have like ten people watching. Where even the one the ones that get me are the tournaments that are streamed that have even in the archive footage have less views than the number of people who entered the tournament, which to me is like a very easy way of if you go to your local to then try and promote it like either through the uh, through their Twitch account or like by viewing it or sharing it wherever you can come to our Street Fighter and post it there like shill your stuff. I love it when people shill their shit on our Street Fighter. They might think, oh, I don't want to shill my own stuff. Is, is this against the rules? Like, no, like pitch it like share the links. I want to see that stuff because that is awesome. I want to see what you got. Show me what you got. Um, in terms of writing, I think fighting game community writing is, uh, it's like kind of abysmal in terms of paying jobs. Like with SRK gone, I mean, event hubs kind of pays crap. Uh, and Red Bull might, I don't know what their rates are, but they, they hire some really good writers like, uh, EX Top Doll, Ginny, uh, St. Cola, or even like King Hippo do really good in-depth writing that if you like to read, uh, is worth digging into. Like they're good informative pieces that are written from people who know what they're talking about and also have done the research. So it's, I would suggest them as, as a couple of handfuls of stuff that I like to see. But again, it's tough to, or even like Amanda Stevens, like that's, I don't know there's like writers and people who report on stuff that just like probably deserve a little more highlight than or like more clicks than they get but how do you how do you tell people to go read in this day and age who would read readings for jerks um I think that's it in terms of of stuff that people should check out okay cool uh and then just a heads up I'm probably gonna have to head out in like 15 minutes okay um Last last couple things, and then if you want to ask me some questions, we can go into that. So, first thing, uh, plugs. Where can where can people find you? What should they check out? Uh, you can find me <laughs> at. Sorry, you almost growled. Hey, brick. Hey, bud. Can I boop the snoot? Got him. Got him. Uh, you find me at Super Joe Monday on Twitter.com or at Reddit SF on Twitter.com or just head on over to our Street Fighter. I'm Joe underscore Monday there. Monday with a U. Not an O. It's different. Uh, I don't know. We got the podcast running. We got the, which comes out on Thursdays, uh, RSF Radio, Thursdays ish. Uh, it's been going for about two years now. Uh, the tournament. Again, super long running. Always a bunch of people hanging out, getting good matches in. Um, I like to send new players over to New Challenger NCH on Discord. They run a Vinegar runs a really good community over there. That's kind of it. Oh, you can find our stream, our tournament stream at uh, www.fuckdelaware.com. That is that is a real URL that you can go to. Sounds fake, very real. On my end, that's that's good. I'm set. Uh, yeah, if there's anything you wanted to ask me or curious about, let me know. I think I kind of want to add one more thing. Uh, it was something that you asked about adoption of 
online events in the future, which I think the importance of online leagues in the future will be more important. But right now we have three very separate entities clashing with each other. You have the netcode being bad on all fronts on all modern, not all modern games. Cause there's some like, there are some games that are good. Like killer instinct is mwah, super good. Uh, and, and then you have official organization from those companies of them trying to put on an online tournament or an online league that seems to forget the game that they've made and run by people who don't know what they're doing. Uh, and then you have adoption from influential players being not good because of their past experience with these online tournaments because they're run poorly and they're run on games that have a poor online experience. So getting all of those three things together creates this trifecta of why the fuck would anyone try to make online tournaments happen because all of these elements are clashing with each other. But if you had all of those things work out, if you had good net code, if you had good organization if you had the resources put into a regional event put into an online event which people should be doing if they want online to happen that's kind of what it would take different ways but like money spent differently but money spent not just haphazardly throwing shit into the wind uh, and then having influential player adoption of having that person have a good experience in an online tournament to then like tweet out like man this actually this online tournament wasn't trash or some shit like that to get people on board then things could be good but until then we're left with this terrible we're at this triple intersection of trash which is not good um but yeah that was kind of my last bit that i wanted to share okay cool any other questions or anything before you have to run there was one question that you didn't ask that i might be able to answer very quickly uh, which is, what is the biggest stumbling block for someone encouraging to join uh, a a tournament or a local, or specifically yeah. a big tournament? Is the biggest problem that people have uh, the way to encourage people to join their first tournament is they stumble over not thinking that they're good enough. Uh, I have people, so so many people who have come to our Street Fighter be like, I kind of just started, should I even, and the answer is like, yes, get out there, because, I don't know, I think I'm trash, like, I don't get to play very often, but like, I constantly think I'm trash, but you go and you have fun, because you're surrounded by people who have the same interest as you, It's, it's more than just playing, it's getting involved, and for someone who is newer, you would learn so much uh, that it would be so valuable. So, like, that's a huge stumbling block um, for people who have never been to a tournament or are, like, scared of, of going out. Yeah. Um, yeah, I always feel like uh, it's actually something that um, is weird because I remember when I when I started playing in uh, Street Fighter Four. um... I, uh, I I watched all the like I listened to like the Gutex podcast and I mm-hmm. used to uh, you know I the first experience the first time I knew that there was a competitive scene was I found the GameStop Nationals and I watched like uh, the finals with like Daigo and what was it EO I think mm-hmm. um, and I thought oh this is so cool and then I found out about Evo and stuff and I remember I, I found out that there was an arcade it was Arcade Infinity it was on my way home from work 
And so I stopped there and I remember like I was so intimidated because like I didn't know how the token system worked. So like I put mine down and like I just sat there for like an hour and I was like, eventually someone was like, you can go play. You know, <laughs> we saw you've been here for a while. <laughs> and uh, I remember my first match, I, was, I played Balrog and I was so nervous that like I was just like mashing on the on the button and I picked Abel and I just got destroyed because I had no idea how to use them. And oh, uh, it took man. up a lot of took up a lot of nerve to like like play there. And I remember the the arcade was a bit more rough because like you were talking about how um, people you know can say like hey it's a safe jump you know don't don't keep on trying to uppercut. Or they don't didn't used to do that. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah. Like I, I it would be terrible because you'd play and the guy would do the same setup on you over and over again and you either learned yeah. it or you didn't. Yeah. Or even worse is you would they would be there with their friends and like they blow you up the first round, and the second round they'd like hand it off to their friend that barely knew how to use a character and they'd still be trashing you. And you're like, what am I doing here? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. It has since went on. But that's that's kind of like how the arcade culture has changed. Of that, it's not just you don't play for a dollar anymore. You play for however much you bought the game for. Like it's it's a totally different experience and the mindset of the majority of people who go to things is is it is a different world it's not the same yeah yeah like um definitely having the person to person playing is uh gives you a different feeling and then once you get once you get to that point in the game where you understand what's going on a bit more and you can kind of just like laugh it off when you know you've made a mistake rather than just like, I have no idea what's going on. Mm. Uh, I think that's a level for once people get there, like that'll keep them getting hooked and keep them playing, you know? Um, yeah. That's the hard thing is, is trying to get people to that point where they're having fun playing the game, you know? Yeah. I think some of the, the biggest sources of frustration for newer players now, or at least of what I see on our street fighter one of the biggest ones is actually matchmaking online, specifically with either there are people who are playing Smurf accounts who are, are bopping them, or they're just getting bopped anyway and don't realize, just don't know enough about fighting games to, to be able to fight back uh, effectively. It's like that's like a huge one, and that is like a matchmaking problem. That's a that's a systems problem, and also kind of like a, a people problem. Of I don't kind of want to throw shade on people who, like I guess like run Smurf accounts because there is some value in someone saying, "Oh, I'm just going to start a new account and get to Diamond in a day or something, or see how quickly I can do it." Like there can be value there because that can also help you not get bodied in a tournament when you're running into random play it can make a it can prevent a gandhi situation from happening right uh of learning how to beat people who aren't thinking uh the other thing the other like the next stumbling block after that is actually overestimating their own skills based on how long that they've played i can like sometimes there are people who have played for a really long time who don't know what the fuck they're doing uh and are very confident about thinking that they know what they're doing when they very clearly have not learned anything from when they play. And it, in some senses, like it's fine if that's how you want to approach a game you want to have fun with, but then getting frustrated because of that is kind of unfair to everyone you are playing with. And like, that is, 
I think a big stumbling block for, for some people is that like when they're confronted with critical thinking, they don't. And then it's where, where do you go from there? How do you teach someone that isn't willing to learn? It's like one of those things that I was thinking about this the other day. Uh, one of those shower thoughts where like there were so many players that in the transition from Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5, uh, who were like, easy combos, man. This game is for, it's for chumps. This is trash. And, but then those players would get, get bodied. They wouldn't be good. Or they would play, and then they wouldn't play the, the technical, like Minot comes out, right? And those combos are, are technically difficult. They're not easy to do. But like, where are those, those players aren't playing Minot because... If you think back to like Street Fighter 4, right? You would have like evil re- You ever have the situation in Street Fighter 4? <laughs> hey, hey you out there. Has this ever happened to you? Has have you ever gotten hit by an Ibuki and the match is over for you because they just they know all the setups and they know all of like the, the ways to make you have to guess wrong once and then leads to stun leads to death. And they just, their fingers automatically do the thing because they practiced how to do the thing. And once they've hit you, it is, it can be very difficult to escape. Or like an evil Ryu who hits you once and deals half of your life bar or wakes up with a DP and deals half your life bar, right? Like there are, there were things that players who spent a lot of time doing combos where like they could be rewarded for that, right? But sometimes I think, well, those players just, did they just not learn fundamentals at all? Did they not know the actual fundamentals of fighting games? Because, well, maybe they would like this character. That's why you don't see those players playing Minot, right? Because that character might require a lot more fundamentals than uh, you know, making someone guess once or twice and, and having the round be over. But I don't know. Maybe that's just a half-formed thought of like, Yes, games were reward, very rewarding for being able to do those combos, but are combos the valuable thing in fighting games? Which, yes, it there is risk-reward to be had there, but landing that combo is often way more important in terms of like consistent success in fighting games than being able to do that one-hit kill. Uh, so I don't know if those people are just pissed off and, and mad and frustrated and have nowhere to go but hate on games that have auto combos, but I don't know. Fuck it, man. I don't know. Again, half form thought, but. <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, keep it up with the the Reddit. I actually, I really like what you've done with the, the, uh, the local online weekly, you know? Thanks, man. Uh, I mean, because I think it's, uh, I think it's important. And I mean, you've already seen if it's it's not just you know Capcom getting involved; it's other companies trying to do their leagues like Bud Light and Geico and stuff like that. So mm. um, the hope is is that as more sponsors come in, they reach out to people like yourself and the TOs that have actually been putting in work, and rather than just supplanting stuff, you know, actually work within the community. Yeah, man. If I have to, um, like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take a G Fuel sponsorship, man. <laughs> like. Yeah get that shit away from me i don't don't care to i'm not gonna sit in a race car chair uh but maybe like a whiskey sponsorship <laughs> if i get like some jim bean over here uh or some something like that maybe 
but there was a time I wish that we would have realized what our demographic is and catered to that. But unfortunately, and the you porn era, the what? No, I'm sorry, not you porn. The team YP, the the team yeah. which was which was not did not. They were like so adamant about not calling it team you porn. Uh, yeah, <laughs> what time that was? That was something else. <laughs> But uh, Brazzers. anyway, I got to run. Speaking <laughs> yeah, of our man. corporate overlords, I got to go sell out to some right now. <laughs> All right, man. Take care. <laughs> it was real. a pleasure talking to you, dude. Thank you. Yeah, for the real life job. All right. <laughs> man. Take there easy. he is. We got him. We got him on the yeah. mic. There he Perfect is. Perfect timing. <laughs> All right. Cheers, man. Take care. All right. Later. <laughs>